Hey, what's up? This is Matt from Decracks, and you are listening to Le Dummy Room. Yeah, we should. Uh, we should probably start the show, huh? I think so. Hey, what's up, guys? Dummy Room, punk rock podcast. Thanks for tuning in. This is going to be episode 190. My uh, my guest this week, finally having this dude on. I'm super stoked. It's Kai Sherrod from Oldie Han. What's up, dude? Not much. How are you doing? Doing good, man. Welcome to the D-hole. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. How you been, man? You're feeling better. I am feeling much better. It was a little under the weather for a bit, but uh, definitely, definitely over it. Did you catch something at fest, or did you just like party too much? Uh, I I wish I partied too much. Uh, no, I, <laughs> I get I get uh, I have like chronic migraines and like uh, uh, all that sort of stuff. So yeah, I just I guess it was just you know the drive up there and kind of the stress of the work week leading up to it. 
Um, I felt pretty good. Like when we uh, when when we played, it was uh, it was a lot of fun. Uh, I had a blast. Was, was feeling pretty good. Uh, but then, yeah, that that whole Saturday uh, missed missed a lot of bands I really wanted to see. <laughs> that sucks. So yeah. you you played with the Brake Lights, of course. Yeah, yeah, I played with Brake Lights. Uh, me and yeah, yeah. Steven both from uh, Oldie Han uh, got to got to go to Gainesville. Uh, cool. It was, it was a blast. I mean, other than being sick, uh, it was it was an experience for sure. That was my first time. That was my first fest. Yeah, I've never been there, but uh, um, do you, do you, are you you're not a permanent member of Brake Lights now, are you? Uh, I'm like the the, the Jason White of Brake Lights. I think um, <laughs> I'm 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 there when they need me. <laughs> cool, cool. You and Charlie, though, you guys go back quite a ways, eh? Yeah, yeah. To I mean, we uh, my my well even. I like 2000. Uh, my my old band from Corpus uh, played with uh, Joe Jitsu, uh, and when they were there from Beaumont, which is like five and a half hours away uh, from, yeah. from Corpus, uh, and then uh, a couple years later, I found found myself moving to Beaumont and uh, hooked up with them and uh, got got to come in as a second guitar player. It was uh, it was really I was a fan of the band uh, before, so it was really cool to to kind of jump in and, and play songs that I, I already really liked. What was the band that you were in from uh, Corpus Christi before you joined Jiu-Jitsu? What was the name? Uh, uh, I was in, uh, the, well, I'm still in it, uh, the Johnny Five. Uh, oh, okay. It's like a, yeah. a long-standing uh, band we've been in for forever. It's, but uh, we all, uh, you know, we live in different cities, so it's kind of, we get together kind of like family reunion style, like every, every uh, you know, once or twice a year. I know that band, so oh, I, cool, I, I cool. knew you were in there too. I forgot about that. So <laughs> very cool, very cool, dude. I, I saw a picture of brake lights in in Gainesville. You know, I don't mm-hmm. know if it was a photo from there or what it was, but you and you and Charlie, you look, you both look very smart, right? But not like save the world, you know, invent a cure kind of smart. You look like mad scientist, <laughs> kind of like up to no good smart. <laughs> uh, I, I hope so. I hope so. That would be uh... yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, yeah. Charlie is a Charlie's a smart guy. He's uh Definitely, uh, definitely a smart guy. I'm, I'm probably a little bit less so, but I'm, you know, I try. <laughs> Brake lights are a cool band, dude. So is Joe Jitsu, and I, I know they're not the same thing, but 
I mean, it sounds so similar just because of his voice. You know, Charlie singing. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, I don't know. But yeah, Joe Jitsu, like, I was listening to them back in the day, I guess. I don't know if it was just from CDRs, MySpace, Pop Punk Message Board, whatever it was, but I remember them back in the day, and I've been trying to, you know, catching up. The Mom's Basement re-release or release kind of got me excited about it, you know? I was going to say that Mom's Basement uh, release has, I think, almost everything. There's a few few things left off of it, but it has uh, the, the majority. Yeah, it has the majority, I think. How does that happen? I mean, is it just you guys just want to get it out there, or was John bugging you? You know what? That was all. Uh, I think Charlie and John. I I uh, I got a message being like, "Oh hey, like this this is gonna happen," and like that's kind of how it was uh, with Joe Jitsu. Like Charlie was uh, <laughs> at, at the helm, so it was like it was really it was it was really cool in a way because it was just like, "Oh, like we get we're we're playing this awesome show coming up," and I didn't really have anything to you know <laughs> do with it. I just get to show up and play in this. You know, and then you have this uh, release coming out on Mom's Basement. I was like, just like little little, little presents. <laughs> it's kind of cool what John was doing there with, you know, bringing back some of those, I don't know, those early 2000s bands. Oh, yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. And the Koopas as well from from uh, yeah. Beaumont, Texas as well. Got that was one. Was it that uh, Poppy Robbie? Because he, he was in yeah. that band too, right? So, like, there's a lot of... Uh, <laughs> incestuous stuff going on there, you know? All, all over Texas. It's, yeah, it's uh, a, lot, a lot of the same people <laughs> doing the yeah, same stuff. And Tron. And Tron. Yeah, yeah. Tron dude, from dude. Dropped Out. <laughs> dude, I, I, I've been saying it like I'm a broken record lately, but like two of the best bands going right now, Oldie Hawn and Dropped Out. Fucking uh, love Dropped Out, dude. Oh, their, their set at Fest was amazing. Uh, that, yeah. Did they what, play with you guys? No, they they played at a different uh, different venue. Uh, but we were we were able to catch them, and it was it was amazing. They were it was like I've, they always put on a great show. Like they're always always put on a good show. Uh, but it was like in a room full of people who who appreciated them, and it was uh, really a magical magical show. It was uh, my favorite of fest, I think. I love that band, like that new record, you know, like I had listened to them before and I like it, you know, but that new album just hit me and now I go back to even the old stuff and I'm like, this shit is genius. Oh yeah, no, I, I, I totally agree. I think that their newest album is, is amazing. And I think that, uh, whatever, you know, especially vocally between, uh, Dave and Tron, uh, that's, that's magic. <laughs> yeah. Dave's, I guess his, his voice and maybe his songwriting, Reminds me a lot of Jeff from Capitalist Kids. I I, I, I kind of hear that too. So yeah, the, the songwriting, uh, they're both Jeff and and Dave are I think some of the best songwriters. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, totally. Yeah, Capitalist Kids songs like ah, uh, <laughs> so good. Dude, I love that band. I mean, like it's like I I think John from John Prophet posted a question like a couple weeks ago about what state has the best pop punk bands going right now you know and he said texas and there's not even a second thought about that there, there there's are. so much good shit i, I totally agree I, I wholeheartedly agree fuck yeah dude uh, yeah definitely i mean all over time i mean i guess we have kind of an un- unfair advantage since we have so much <laughs> we cover so much ground but yeah yeah um, but yeah no there's 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 some really some of my favorite bands are, are all from texas so I yeah, agree. currently, I mean, Capitalist Kids, I I love that band, and I, I remember the first time I heard them, it was forever ago, you know, and instantly got in touch, wanted to put out a record, of course, you know, and uh, 
I released the Sarah 7-inch, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. And I have that I remember, <laughs> I remember when I got the songs, and I'm like, this is genius songwriting, you know? Sarah was just like, <laughs> you know, the perfect song. It was hilarious. And then the artwork, of course, which was, you know, iconic at this point, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, man, Jeff, I, how he can go from writing really good, like, politically inspired songs to really good, like, relationship songs uh, is, is beyond me. Uh, he's, he's good at both. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I told, I don't know, I told somebody, he, you know, these political songs, which are kind of... You know, they're so depressing when you <laughs> really listen to them, you know, like some of them, but it's like he makes them sound so happy and fun, that's, you know? That, that's one of my favorite, <laughs> that's one of my favorite things, uh, you know, depressing yeah. lyrics with like the happy, upbeat music behind it, uh, something about it. I don't like depressing music, but yeah, you throw, <laughs> I mean, you can throw depressing lyrics in there. If it's got a, if it's upbeat, uh, I'm probably going to like it. Dude, Dropped Out has got to be the most depressing band I've ever heard, you know? It's like, man, you're bringing me down, Dave. But it sounds so happy. Like, that's that's, I know. that's the amazing thing. <laughs> it's like, I know you're depressed, Dave, but goddamn, this is catchy. I can't keep being depressed, dude. Yeah, you just want to be like, do you not realize how good of a songwriter you are? Yeah, I don't, uh, I don't think he does, man. I don't think he does either. So it's you know it's... he was he was on the show. I don't know if you heard yeah, that. Oh, oh yeah, definitely, definitely was oh. for that one. Sometimes you just want to smack somebody in the head. You know? It's like, <laughs> dude, wake up! You're fucking, you're really good. Like one of the best songwriters going but right yeah, now. Let me borrow some of that talent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. People would kill to write these songs. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, dude. But uh, I'm glad. I'm glad Fast went good. It's too bad you got sick. Yeah, I I, I miss some. I, I miss the methadones. I was. That was, oh. that was one of the ones I was really looking forward to. Tightwire oh, was another one. Yeah. Looking forward to those, but totally missed out. But I, I, got, I did get to see Dropped Out. I saw uh, Bouncing Souls. I saw uh, Dead Bars. I'm not sure if you're familiar with them. Yeah, yeah. Really, I them. really good. I, I, that was a really good set, too. That's cool. But other than that, I saw the inside of a hotel room. <laughs> 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 Laying in bed all day. Did the other guys let you know what you missed oh yeah 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 they were they were super cool. cool about it they were they were really they, they were nice about it they were they, they checked up checked up on me and uh, i had different people sending me text messages making sure i was all right it was, it was very nice yeah yeah <laughs> so you you got more plans with brake lights or is it just sort um, of a opportunistic kind of thing yeah I, I, need I, I feel like if they need me i'm i'm always i, I love I'm, I'm it's kind of one of those things where I, you know i was kind of a fan before i mean i love charlie's song so like it's always fun to play him so i love his voice dude oh yeah i don't know what it is there's something cool about his voice that's just very unique definitely know? definitely and he's always had that like that uh that very first thing joe jitsu did back in like i'd be like 97 or something like that his voice sounds wow. amazing on that like all the way all the way through but yeah if, I'm, I'm always down always down to play with break lights <laughs> is joe jitsu that old they go back to 97 uh, yeah, I mean, I think he was. I think I, I, could, I could be wrong, but I think yeah. That, I mean, I think they were in high school when they did it. <laughs> but, uh, wow, that's yeah. crazy. But I just, I, I just, I, it might have been '99. I could be, I could be completely, completely wrong. But it was around that time. It was definitely pre-2000. The first thing I didn't join until wow. I didn't join until 2003, 2004, I think. Cool. Yeah, I just, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just looked. Yeah, '97 to 2008. Oh. It says. Okay, good. I was, I was like questioning myself. I was like, uh, did, 
Do I not know when, when that came out? Just, I don't know. That's so, 25 years, you know? Yeah. Like, you guys, you guys don't seem that old, you know, so. It, it does, I, I don't feel that old, but <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's, it's catching up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Any chance of Oldie Han playing fast, or? I, I hope so. I, I know it's definitely not out of the question. Like, we, uh. Uh, you know, we all have jobs and all that sort of stuff. So making yeah, yeah. making the planets align to to make sure everybody's <laughs> off is is always tough. But uh, yeah, I definitely foresee us uh, kind of venturing out here and there. That uh, we definitely want to for sure. Yeah, you gotta you gotta do it next year, man. You got a new album coming out. I, that's 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 what we're hoping. Uh, <laughs> fingers crossed. <laughs> oh man. The new album, of course, Roger came on a couple months ago, and I didn't mean to like have Roger on before you or anything, but uh, I just, I just Roger was the, uh, you know, he did the uh, the Dummy Room playlist. Yeah, he's been keeping, yeah. and that's kind of why I wanted to have have him on the most. But I was just like, he kept every 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 question was ah that, that Kai did that. It's all on Kai, you know. I, so. he, he's just modest. He he literally <laughs> does everything <laughs> in, yeah. in Oldie Han. He's he's he is seriously the best guitar player in Oldie Han. He plays bass. He? Yeah, he plays bass, but he is by far the best guitar player in Oli Han. And probably the second best is probably our drummer, Skyler. <laughs> That's cool. So, you know, we, we all we all do a little bit of, of everything. But yeah, no, Roger's just mo- modest. He, uh, he, he carries this band. <laughs> so I messaged you guys a few weeks back after that. Uh, you guys played some music fest in, in Texas. Yes. The video was on YouTube. And it fucking blew me away, dude. I couldn't oh. believe it. I'm like, this audio has to be fixed. This oh. can't be live. And I'm, I listen, and I'm like, these guys are tight as hell. And that first song, of course, I didn't know what it was until like yesterday, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. And I'm we, like, what is this? Yeah, because it's on the new record, right? Play, playing some new stuff. I was like, holy shit! I don't know this song, but I love it. And then of course I heard the record, and you know, there it is, you know, and I love it. But you guys, you guys sound great, and you got a ton of fucking energy. I know you guys are a little bit older, but but uh, you're not acting like it. <laughs> yeah, I mean we we are. I think we are. You know, legitimately like, excited to to play, and we you know we love playing shows. And, and I, I think that with this band, kind of the dynamic is like we're we're okay with letting everybody know that we're excited <laughs> to be playing shows. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, getting out there, and it's, it's fun. Like that's you know those that that you know twenty five minutes, thirty minutes uh, on stage is always you know it's kind of cathartic getting all the you know energy out uh you know it's, it's a good time I, I just don't understand how anybody can watch that or see that set live and not think this is one of the greatest fucking bands i've ever seen uh, it's that good i'm gonna <laughs> post the shit out of that video when this episode comes out and uh, uh thank i you. love it dude thank you so much so, um roger told me that you came up with the name the oldie han name was that what was it i i don't remember was it like your myspace thing or facebook or what was it that uh it goes back to uh when me and my me and my wife first started dating uh okay we're we're about got about a seven year age difference so she would you know she would she would call me oldie han uh kind of <laughs> <laughs> and so like uh you know i was you know still playing in the johnny five uh but you know you know, it's hard to get in, you know, shows with everybody's schedule and things like that. So I, and I just had that urge to, you know, write songs and, you know, maybe even get a band together and play out. So I started using that Oldie Han as kind of the, the title of the stuff that I was, you know, just doing on my own, little home recordings and stuff. Cool. Uh, and then, uh, then yeah, the, 
then we started uh, kind of putting this band together. And you know, I was like, you know, if you want to change the name, <laughs> that's fine. But uh, everybody seemed to be okay with it, so it's 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 stuck. <laughs> so where did she get that from? Was that from a movie or something? Or she she is just clever, I think. No, she. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure where she. Uh, she just kind of came up with it. Uh, we have since then, and maybe it was subliminal, and maybe she saw it later on or earlier. Earlier, but uh, there is a, uh, a Simpsons. Uh, reference where uh, the comic book guy uh, calls uh, a lady uh, Obi Han. Uh, oh shit! Yeah, <laughs> but uh, we didn't learn cool. that till till later, till after the uh, the band actually started. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, I, I I just I don't know. I thought it was genius, and when Roger <laughs> was on, I'm like, what a perfect opportunity to do the uh, the celebrity inspired band names. And you guys got one of the best ones. Oh well, thank you, thank you. <laughs> So I got a I got a fun topic. You want to do it tonight? Sure. All right. So I, dude, I've been saving this one. I've actually tried it. I did record with somebody for this topic, but uh, the audio got fucked up. Oh. The internet was the internet was shitty. So it, I don't know. It just didn't happen. I I I'm just kind of tired of waiting. And I thought, you know what? I really want to do it tonight. So nice. we're gonna be doing um, bands with two singers. Nice. The list is large. Great bands. That have two singers, and I mean like not just like backups, you know. I mean like Riverdale's, like right. back and forth. Doesn't necessarily need to be fifty-fifty, but you know, not just you know Roger singing on you know one song or something like right. that. Yeah, he's got to be doing half and half. Yeah, they got they got their own songs. Yeah, dude. So I sent you my list. Did you come up with any more? You think uh, of any? <laughs> I, I thought of a couple. Uh, I got again going back to Texas, the Marked Men. Ah, yeah, dude. Um, I think, and some of these I'm not sure. I think uh, doesn't uh, Egghead have two, two singers? I don't know. I'm not. I never really got into that band. Oh, really? Um, For some reason, yeah. I saw I saw them in an in sub fest and uh, was hooked. So they were they, they were really good. Um, what else do I got? Uh, I got a list. Should yeah, we just work it. down the list? Yeah, let's go down the All list. Right. I think. Um, I don't know. I've always been sort of. I don't know. I think. Um, Hey, somebody's got a recorder back there. Or is that a cat? Oh, that's a cat. What is that? That's a cat. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Yes, I'm Jeff. Um, <laughs> I remember the first time, you know, I heard Who's Screw Do. I remember, I was never, like, surprised that they had two singers. I was always surprised that they could go from, like, you know, that early stuff, that land speed record to Flip Your Wig or Candy Apple Grey. You know, like, yeah. two distinct sounds for that band. It never really stuck out that they had two singers. I mean, I certainly knew, but I was more impressed that they could change their sound that drastically yeah, in a matter good. of a, a couple of years, you know? Yeah, it was more of a kind of a style change and kind of like the the vocals kind of lent itself to that. So yeah, it wasn't like, I mean, they were obviously different, but not as as noticeable. It was, it was a little more seamless, I guess. Yeah, but two great songwriters that just back and forth on some of those albums, you know, like just... One two one two, and who was the better? And I actually prefer—I love Bob Mould, but I prefer the Grant Hart stuff in Who's Could Do. It's I, weird. I agree. I, I feel like with with Who's Could Do, uh, yeah, I, I I totally agree. I, I think I, I feel like Bob Mould has has aged like a fine wine. Now. Oh yeah. <laughs> I feel like yeah. I, I I love his new stuff. Like I actually kind of prefer his new stuff over his stuff in Who's Could Do. Um, but yeah, no, I totally agree. Yeah, I prefer Sugar. Sugar oh, yeah. was. Ugh, that's great stuff. But anyways, so I got I got a bunch. 
Um, all of them are very, uh, you know, are 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 kind of pop punk. So right. just gonna start and not really in any order. But uh, how about the Shivies, dude? S-H-I-V-V-I-E-S. Those two guys just basically going back and forth on that album, doing Riverdale style punk rock. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, I feel like I, I heard a lot of like kind of straight Ramones uh, in there as well. Yeah, it kind of sound like to me like the difference was kind of you know pure Ramones uh, kind of versus you know the kind of, yeah what kind of you're saying with Riverdale's like uh, that 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 sort of style. It was uh, yeah, I dig them. Not that they're dumb songs or anything, but you know some of those dumbed down songs that they have, dude. They do it so well. Not not many people do it very well. Exactly. You know the Ramones did it very well. <laughs> you know yeah. Riverdale's did it great. Not that everything they did was dumb. I'm not trying to say that, but but you know what I mean. Shivies, I just feel like there's an art to writing songs about dumb stuff. Definitely. You know? Definitely. About uh, about Dirt Bike Annie, dude. Oh, I love Dirt Bike Annie. <laughs> Uh, I think by the second or third show uh, I played with Jitsu was with Dirt Bike Annie. Uh, amazing cool. live band, amazing live oh, yeah. band, and yeah, the the back and forth vocals, uh, yeah. The only fault they ever really had was that Genie should have sang more. You know? I, I agree. Agreed. But, oh, dude, I mean, I I saw them live one time. 
and they blew my mind. But listening to their recordings and stuff, I wish she sang more, but her backups and the way that her and Adam sound together, it's fucking awesome. It is. Totally agree. No way I'm leaving them off this list. How about Yesterday's Kids? You familiar with them? Um, I had to actually go back. I, I had one of their CDs probably cool. in like the early 2000s at some point. Uh, yeah, I just remember them having really great harmonies. Uh, yes. And, uh, and they had, they were, they were not afraid to kind of like bring it down a notch. You know what I mean? Like they had the kind of those like softer songs, uh, at least on the CD oh, that yeah. I had. Uh, yeah, yeah. But yeah, love the vocals uh, on Yesterday's Kids. So Justin Perkins was in that band, and of course nowadays he is uh, he is the mastering dude at Mr. Groom Mastering. I I did not did not realize that he's uh, he's the one who uh, mastered the new Oldie Han. 
Yeah, yeah. So Justin's <laughs> I, I don't I don't want to say he's the main guy in that band, but I think he slightly more of the main guy, maybe. Um I did not. I think your realize. dog is murdering your cat right now. Yeah, they're they are freaking out outside. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no worries. Uh, and then Tim Schweiger was the other guy. And Tim and Justin, um, they like grew up in bands together. And the first seven inch I released was actually by a band called the Screwballs, and that was those two. That was like oh, nice. their first, eh, not their first band, but they were like 16, you know. Wow. Justin, of course, went on to play in Screeching Weasel, Riverdale's. Yeah, but yesterday's kids, dude, they those two singing together, just magic. Yeah, yeah, it, it you know when 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 I, when I saw it on the list, it definitely made me want to go back. I need to go back and listen to to more of them because I, I I do I do remember really liking that CD. So I'm, I'm gonna revisit them. How about Zoinks? Oh yeah, Zach Damon. Yeah. Oh yeah, Zach and Rob. Yeah, dude, I I I fucking love Zoinks, and they're one of the bands for me that. I, I feel like when you're listening to Zach sing a Zoink song, it has a different style than the Rob songs. They mesh well together, but I feel like they're two different things, and somehow they got them to blend together really, really well. I agree. Kind of an overlapping kind of style. Like, yeah, there's definitely a difference, but they, they do mesh well together. I feel like, like Zach definitely has a Billy Joe kind of vocals. He has that, so they have more of a, a straight pop punk sound. Whereas when Rob sings, at times it's a little bit more technical sounding. That makes right. sense. Yeah, yeah. You know, and maybe that's because Zach's able to do cooler stuff with the guitar. I don't know. I don't know because he's not singing. I'm not sure. Yeah, that's a that's a good question. But I fucking love Zoinks, dude. Being in Texas, did they play there a lot back in the day? I never got to see them. I. Uh... Ah. I remember there was a band. Actually, I think uh, Skyler from Oli Han was in a band that used to cover. Uh, I think uh, Uma uh, from cool. from Zoinks. And I think that was my first introduction to them. I was like, wow, that was such a cool song. And even like, you know, the cover was great. And I was like, I need to check out that band. So I think I ended up buying one of their uh, CDs as well back in the day. And yeah, very. Uh, I remember it being very kind of Green Day, but like better. Better. In my in my opinion. <laughs> in my opinion, I like I love the double vocals. They actually, they were like a triple threat because they got Arnie in the band later on and Arnie was from Underhand. And oh, yeah. uh, so he was in the band. They were a four piece for a while. And then when Zach left, it was just Arnie and Arnie just did Zach's parts. And uh, huh. so it was, it was very cool. And I know even when they reunited like for like a couple of shows, you know, like 10 years ago or whenever it was, they played like a record store in Reno and it was all four of them. Oh, nice. But I, maybe not Rob. I think the bass player might not have been there, so they, they would have just done Zach songs, you know, Zach and Arnie songs, but very cool. That is cool. I kind of forgot about Arnie being in there, you know? Yeah, yeah. I don't th- I don't know if I ever realized they, they were a four-piece. <laughs> Learning something new all the time. It was brief, though, I think. Real brief. I don't know. Maybe not. I, I know when they, they actually opened for Green Day in Hawaii, oh, and wow. uh, like 90, 98, 97, 98, whenever it was, and Arnie was in the band, so they were they were a four piece for that show. Right on. All right, dude. Here's a band you missed at Fest. Uh, Tightwire. Uh, love Tightwire. <laughs> of course, they're a little different now. Paul's not in the band anymore, so um, they don't have the same thing happening. But dude, that that first Tightwire album, the only Tightwire album, is dynamite, man. Yeah, I mean, it's just 
it's it's just uh, yeah. I was gonna say it's, I was about to say it's dynamite <laughs> as well. But yeah, no, it, it it's uh, it hits hard. It's just uh, it's so catchy. He ain't lying. Let me ask you. You're a singer. When you listen to that Tightwire album, can you tell there's two guys singing? No. Can you tell there's? I can't either. Dude. Not at it all. Sounds like one guy. Not at all. Yeah, no, I, I assumed it was one guy until I think I saw uh, something on uh, YouTube or something. I was like, oh, <laughs> I had no clue. <laughs> yeah, that's that's exactly how I was, too. And I was I remember trying to like I had Tane on the show. Tane's awesome. And uh, I was like, I, I better figure out which which <laughs> songs he sings because it's hard to tell. Yeah. So I'm trying to watch you watch live shit. And I'm like, oh, OK, taking notes, you know, <laughs> felt like a dork. But but yeah, they they those two guys have the same style, even their songwriting is so close, you know? Yeah, yeah, and both, both so great. Like that's, that's a, yeah, no, they definitely a winning combination, but yeah, I had no clue that there was, uh, there was two of them. <laughs> so Paul, I, I don't know the deal, like, I don't, I, I don't know everything, but Paul left the band, right? Temporarily, maybe, and uh, I think he went back to college or something? Oh. But, um. Anyways, so I was like, ah, are they, are they done? And Tane said they weren't done. He was going to write more songs, you know? And I thought, well, if Paul wrote a lot of the good songs and they were kind of splitting those duties, like, how is it going to happen? You know, can Tane maintain? Can he do it? Yeah. And then last year, you know, Tightwire put out that great single, Anyone But You. Yeah. And dude, it was fucking awesome. I don't know what you want, but I know it's not the same thing. Because I know what I want and I can see it's just not doing it for you. Unbelievably cool song, dude. I, I think there's going to be some new tight wire next year. I hope so. I hope so too. I actually I don't fucking know. <laughs> I'm just I'm I'm really hopeful because I love that band. It's wishful thinking. Absolutely. Um. All right. Let's stick with uh, Minneapolis punk rock. How about Dillinger Four? Oh, uh, I have. I, I I feel like I was late to the Dillinger Four train. I had people. Uh, Char Charlie being one of them. Uh, when I was in Jiu-Jitsu, I think he made me like a mixtape or a mix CD of like Dill like his favorite Dillinger Four songs. So I was like, yeah, yeah, they're pretty good. I, I dig it. It wasn't until I saw them live that I was oh, yeah. like, wow, these guys are next level amazing. Um, and since then, I've been a huge fan. I've been having to go back 
uh, and listen to, to everything from the you know the Mutant Pop Seven Inch <laughs> all the way through. Oh, dude, they're they're so good live. But um, the singers, I can't describe how Eric's voice is. Eric's got this like. I don't want to say it's nasally, but it's it's not nasally. It's not like Ben Weasel nasally, but it has like this very like, it's almost like he's sick. And he's <laughs> kind of singing, like trying not to sing, but he's yeah. singing, <laughs> if that makes any sense. And I mean that in the nicest way possible, you know. He's got a very, very unique and cool voice. He's got, got kind of that jawbreakery sort of, uh, he's, he always has the vocals doubled too, so you can like, you know, yeah, like, you it's can... kind of got a, kind of a weird effect sort of on it. Uh, then you got Patty with just belting it. <laughs> yeah, and I can't, you can't describe him either because he's not yelling. Yeah. But it, he's, he's, it's somewhere between yelling and singing, but it doesn't sound like he's yelling singing. You know what I mean? It's not like, rah, 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 you know, he's not barking or anything. Yeah, he's just, he's just got a, that voice. <laughs> just a, a strong voice. Very strong. And I, yeah, but those two together, it's just the back and forth that they do fucking unbelievable man it is it is all right how about how about oh man one of i'm gonna i'm gonna save that one okay i'm gonna save the, the next one on the list but i'm gonna how about teenage bottle rocket oh absolutely uh i got uh i remember uh hearing when uh when cody joined the band uh and they put out the uh the radio seven inch mm-hmm. like i had to i had to go get it and uh you know, again, I, you know, I'm, I'm a huge Lillingtons fan, so to hear that you know Cody was playing in, in Teenage Bottle Rocket was really exciting. And man, they they haven't really, you know, the, the you know the uh, that first uh, total amazing. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Warning device, though. I feel like both both singer songwriters <laughs> on that one were, were on their A game. For me, that that one that one really really spoke to me, dude. Those first three or four Bottle Rocket albums, fucking perfect, you know? Absolutely. I have a lot of love for Cody, right? So hearing Total, it's definitely a Cody album to me. It's nothing against Ray, but I felt like Total was... The Cody songs on Total were just fucking masterpieces, you know? Agreed. (laughs) Cody was at the top of his game on that record. I agree. I, I definitely, like... Most of the, the the Bottle Rocket records, I definitely kind of lean Cody on most of the songs, uh, except for except for Warning Device. I feel like that one. I feel it's like a Ray album. I yeah yeah. I think that that's some of it his, is some of his best <laughs> best work uh, in my opinion. Yeah. Not, not that he hasn't done great work since, but uh, that one was uh, above and beyond. Yeah, but but you know, like Cody had he had Lillingtons before that, you know, he, he was a veteran at that point, you know, when he joined that band. And I felt like, I mean, that wasn't Bottle Rocket's first album, of course, but they were just sort of, it felt like trying to figure it out, you know, how to write songs, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Still going, dude. Unbelievable, huh? (laughs) Yeah. Seriously. I don't know. I guess if you take out Weasel and like the Mangies and the Queers, I mean, Bottle Rocket's that next band. I, I feel like they're, I don't even know if they're level down at this point. I felt like they might be all equal. I feel yeah. I, I never thought of it like that, but I think you're, you're again like time catching yeah. up. But yeah, I think you're totally right. As far as popularity goes, yeah. I mean, but they've also been. I mean, they've been around for a while now. Like they're they're not, you know, a, a new band. I still consider <laughs> them kind of a new band, <laughs> or like new. I do. But man, they've been around for for a while. 
I'm the same way. I like it feels like they're new because fuck, I remember when they were new. Yeah, you know. But I'm I'm looking. How old's Total? What what album, what year did that come out? Like 2000. That would have to be. I'm guessing. <laughs> it's like four. I was gonna guess 2004, five? 2005. It's 2005. Yeah. So 17 years, dude. That's insane. <laughs> Feeling old. Feeling old. It's just so fresh sounding, you know, when you put that on, so cool. Like, when you hear that song, oh yeah, blows almost everything away today. Totally agree. All right, here's uh, here's one that it's it's not as equal as it should be. <laughs> this is not a 50-50 split singer ratio, but how about Jetty Boys? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I caught them a couple times at uh, Insubfest. You know, they're Wisconsin guys, so you got to put them on the list, but... Drew <laughs> is certainly the the main guy in that band, singer-wise. Yeah. He's singing 80% of it, but man, Eric, oh, dude, he needs to sing more on that, uh, for that band, you know? I agree, yeah. Great stuff. And, and they have a really cool, like, they're, they're another one of those bands that have, like, their songs are definitely different from each other, but yes. they complement <laughs> each other so well. Yeah, you nailed it. I feel like they go from... Drew has sort of a, you know, he has a, a Billy Joe kind of syndrome thing going on too, you know? Right. Where he sounds like that. So they they go from like kind of like a Green Day sound and they morph into a copyrights kind of sound right. like that. And it's, it's they do it so well, but when you listen to the songs individually, like this song, and then you listen to another song, it, they're almost like night and day, but when you just see them live or just listening to an album, it's just, it gels so well together. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, when I saw them live, I was, I mean, I was just really into it, really got into it, bought the album, and it wasn't until I bought the album, I was like, wow, these songs are really different <laughs> from each other. Uh, I didn't <laughs> notice it live, like, at all, but I was like, wow, and then it just made it even cooler. There's, wow, it's, you know, just, just how well those two kind of styles just meshed fucking love that band one of my favorites dude and that is the band if i had the power to make a cool band that wasn't making music make new music that is the band i would choose you dork <laughs> um all right dude how about uh teenage bubblegums teenage bubblegums one two three four
one that uh, I think I think Roger turned me on to. I want to say that Roger was the one who uh, uh, first told me about them. Uh, yeah, like their songs, uh, they got that kind of dark, kind of minor tone to them. But again, that kind of really catchy uh, vocal hooks, really good. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, the uh, the two two vocals complement each other uh, as well. Dude, that band is fast as fuck, and they play these super short songs. Somehow they're yes. they're still able to have a ton of melody, and they trade off vocals, which is great. You know, she sings a verse, next verse, same as the first, but he's singing it, you know? And yeah. And they, they sound so good together. Like, that band in particular, you know, as far as boy-girl goes, like, nobody does it better than them. Yeah, those harmonies, yeah, definitely a band I want to see live. I, I definitely want to catch them live at some point. If yeah, possible. and I love how you can't understand a word they're saying. <laughs> you can you can make it out here and there. It's like God, I wish I could. They're going too fast, you know. And they have a they have accents, and it's hard to make out. But I love them, dude. Love that band. Really good. Allie from the Bubblegums is uh, she's in the Veterans too. Andrea Mangi's in the Veterans. Oh, nice. I don't think I realized that. I assume she plays bass for them, so I don't even know. But yeah, she's nice. she plays with them, so very cool. How about the Bat Bites, dude? Oh, yeah. Uh, they're from uh, Netherlands, right? They're, they're yes. kind of part of that great... <laughs> Aper's Tree, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. great <laughs> songs. A har- another great, great, uh, great harmonies. Uh, you know, the male-female harmonies. Amazing. And their vocals are so different from each other, but they're not that different, actually, you know? Because she's got a little bit of a deeper voice. Right. Um, and he, Mikey Bat Bites has... Kind of like know, a higher... guess, they're not too different. Yeah. Well, they, 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 <laughs> yeah. they meet yeah. at a good point, I feel like. Very cool band, though. Yeah. Um, great songs. Great Whoever, and I, Whoever's doing the songwriting is <laughs> knocking yeah, it out yeah. of the I, I think that's. I think it's Meryl and Mikey, I assume. And I thought, you know, Lone Wolf, which is basically Bat Bites. I shouldn't say basically Bat Bites. But um, I asked Ox from that band, and he apparently writes a lot for Lone Wolf. Huh. But to me, it sounds like a lot of those songs, a lot of Lone Wolf songs, kind of sound like Bad Bite songs, just kind of played a little differently, you know? I, I can hear that, yeah. Yeah, dude, but that's another band, like when Ox and her sing, like Lone Wolf songs, ugh, unbelievable. Some of the best stuff, too. Absolutely. Um, How about the prom dates, dude? Oh, yeah. Um, Nor- Norwegian Kings. I was going to ask you, I wasn't sure where they were from, but yeah, man, they're... Uh... That's another band that uh, singers that have kind of overlapping styles uh, as well. Dude, I can't tell. Yeah, I, I can't. I love that band. They are. I am. I'm the biggest prom dates cheerleader there is. And there's times where I'm like, I don't know if that's Arda <laughs> singing. I don't know if that's Enar. I'm not sure who's singing this song, but I love it.
Yeah. Uh, the vocals with those, you know, driving guitars and drums, I mean, even, like, their slower, like, poppier stuff still has that, like, kick-in-the-chest sort of, like, vibe to them. Uh, but, yeah, but those vocals kind of just, you know, uh, yeah, they, yeah, I can't tell the difference <laughs> between the two. They're one of these bands that they they write some, they can write a little, ah, they write great slow love songs, and then they right. kind of write some, I don't want to say dumb songs, but like beer run, you know, you know, it's just right. sort of like that. And then they can write uh, like horror movie kind of, you know, uh, not horror movie stuff, but more horror themed songs. Right. And I... they're all good, dude. They never sound, nothing sounds inferior or superior. Love it all, dude. Yeah. Yeah, they were actually, uh, they were the the band that actually recorded this episode with me. Oh, but the really? audio sucked. <laughs> the Norwegian internet's awful, dude. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> um, dude, I'm kind of getting down there on my list, but um, dude, the next ones are. How about, how about Sicko? Oh yeah. You like that band? I do. Uh, I actually have uh, Chef Boy, Are You Dumb on vinyl. Uh, got that one. Uh, at Half Price Books. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, like quintessential 90s pop punk. <laughs> They're one of those bands that just had those first three, well, the four albums, but the first three albums came, it seemed like they came out like consecutive weekends. You know, it was like, <laughs> holy shit, another album? And they're just, you know, they're full. I mean, it's like, yeah. they're so fast and it just goes by so quickly. I love, and I think Chef Boyer's probably my favorite favorite yeah it's i i've grown very much attached to it it's uh i'm trying to think i think it was their the first one i had on i think that's the first their first album was the first one i had i got on cd yeah um but yeah chef where are you dumb uh has has stolen my heart Uh, it's it's been it's been on the turntable often i've listened to that album so many fucking times i could i mean thousand times at least and i never saw them live I have never either. got. They played my city once, but um, I, I happened to be out of town the weekend that they played here, so I couldn't see oh. them. Which, in you know hindsight, dumbest thing I ever did. <laughs> but I know that I've I've seen video of them, and so like they would literally switch instruments too. Oh wow! I did not so, know that. So like if if Denny was singing, he would be playing guitar, and if Ian was singing, he would be playing guitar. So they would just switch. I did so, not know that. <laughs> very like very cool but that's got to be a little tricky too i would imagine and the, and the funny thing is their songs nothing that's a band that i always had a difficult time trying to figure out who was singing you know because their voices sound so similar i think yeah i agree i agree yeah uh there, yeah there's definitely some songs i'm like okay that's not the person who sang the last song <laughs> but then there's like yeah. especially the faster songs i'm like okay i don't know who, who that is yeah, and that that is a, that is one of those bands that just had that kind of the capability of stopping, starting, and going from slow to break your neck fast like nothing. Yeah, uh, it was amazing, and and they always maintained that same style of melodic, dorky soda pop punk. Yeah, because they just they put you out, know? they just put out an album. Not I mean I say not too long ago, but like just a few years ago, right? Am I? They had like a like a or like a retrospective sort of thing or kind of best of thing yeah. on, on Red Scare too. So yeah, really good, dude. I feel like that band could 
I don't know. They're still going. I mean, they're not going, but uh, Denny's in the drolls with Josh the drummer, and then oh, Ian nice. has uh, the subjunctives. Oh, yeah, yeah, And neither one of them are sicko, <laughs> right. but you can't help but think about it when you hear them because of the vocals. Oh, yeah, you also hear those voices, for sure. Cool stuff, man. Yeah, definitely. Like, I'm not... I have these in order, sort of, <laughs> and they were, they were top three, oh. so... Nice. Um, I skipped one ahead, and I'm gonna mention them now. Actually, let's let's do my number two, which is the guts. Love the guts, dude. Jeff Palmer and Nate Doyle, another two <laughs> two more guys. That one guy has the Billy Joe voice, and then there's Jeff Jeff Palmer. And I, I don't know how to describe Jeff Palmer's voice. Yeah. But <laughs> it's so unique and just so – it's perfect. It's not out there, but it's just so different. That's just something unique about his voice. Absolutely. Yeah, that's, that's, that's another one of those N-Sub Fest bands that I, I saw live first and was like, I got to check these guys out. And yeah, no, extremely catchy. Very again, yeah, very very different vocals, but somehow they make it they make it work. Yeah, dude. I mean, those two guys are killer songwriters playing in the same band. It's I wasn't in a band at that time, but I would have been thinking this is not fair. You know? <laughs> These two guys in the same bands, it's just not fair. You know, save, save some of the good songs for the rest of us. <laughs> yeah, uh, my 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 number one actually is the same situation. These two guys, two legends, two kings of punk rock in the same band, and it's the Riverdales. The best. Totally not fair. Yeah, I mean, 
What? Uh, I remember buying uh, the first time, buying their first album. It was like when I was first getting into punk rock. Like, I had like maybe like a Bad Religion record and maybe like probably Green Day. I think I had bought my first Screeching Weasel record and saw that Riverdale's cover and was just like, this looks like a punk rock record. And I saw that like Lookout put it out. And, uh, I mean, before that, I was listening to, you know, all, like, the kind of, you know, skate punk sort of stuff. And I, I, w- I will credit the Riverdales for getting me into pop punk, I think. That was, listening to, I remember driving home, like, coming from, uh, I was still in high school. <laughs> coming, uh, driving home, putting it on, and just being like, wow. Like, it was just, you know, especially with, like, the two different vocals, uh, you know, you had... Uh, I remember even thinking, I'm like, wow, that one guy sounds like the guy from Screeching Weasel. I had no no idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was totally clueless. And then I was like, oh, wow, that other, you know, whoever that other guy is, man, what a what a what a voice. And just like the the two <laughs> together was just like the perfect mix of just like that just pop goodness uh, mixed with that kind of like you know the rougher edge punk stuff. I mean, I was still a teenager. I didn't want to listen to <laughs> to pop. But it had that, yeah. you know. But it had those hooks and like the, their vocals together just, just work amazingly. <laughs> yeah, dude. Just you, you have the best. Like Ben is, he's the king of that snotty punk rock, pop punk stuff. And then Dan Vapid is like the ultimate crooner kind of pop punk guy. And together they just, it was perfect, dude. Magic. And I felt like. Their five albums were so different too. Like each one was just slightly a different style. Not a, they're not a different style. They were all Ramones based, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Like they had the science fiction theater stuff, and then some were just regular stuff. And then I don't know. It's just weird. Like yeah, each each album has its kind of own vibe to it. It's yeah, it's almost like five different bands, you know. Yeah, but all amazing. <laughs> that's and yeah, that's, yeah, absolutely. And I feel like with every new album, it, and it's a sure sign for me that I'm gonna like listen to it forever. Is that when I first hear it, I'm like, I don't know, I don't know if I like this as much as the one from before. But there's something about it that makes me want to like listen to it again. And then it's like, you know yeah, what? Yeah. This this album's better than the one before. <laughs> and then the yeah. next album comes out. It's like, well, I don't like where they're going with this. But then you listen to it again. You're like, you know what? <laughs> and I feel like that's how it was for the Riverdales. I feel like, I mean, I I don't remember really liking Tarantula that much when it first came out. Really? But I love that. Like, that's probably my favorite now. Like I, I mean, I didn't dislike it. But I was kind of like, ah, they do some kind of weird stuff in there. Like, I... You know, it's not the straight, uh, you know, quite as straightforward as some, you know, like their first album. But yeah, it didn't take me long. Yeah, yeah. And like, yeah, now it's like that. I mean, they're all, they're all great. <laughs> Tarantula is my favorite, man. It is my favorite now, for sure. It's the best sounding one. It's very punchy, you know, and it's just, yeah. I, I feel like both guys are just top of their games for that style of songwriting. Totally agree. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, Tarantula, uh, what was the one that was uh, before that one? Not uh, I always forget the name of that one. What's what's the one that came out before Tarantula? Uh, Invasion. Invasion. But yeah, actually, I'll, those those last three, I feel like I, I I I love those. I think those are my favorite. Even though like the first one still has a lot of nostalgia for me, those are the ones that get the most plays <laughs> from me. I think it's hard to go against the first one, you know, just because yeah. that that's the one. It came out right. Right when I graduated high school, I got that. I think the seven inches might have been out first, so I knew it was coming, you know. Uh, but um, I still listen to that one quite a bit. But yeah, you're right. Like, 
Invasion is such a good record. I mean, just it sounds it just sounds better, you know. Yeah. But um, Tarantula Dude for me. It's, yeah, it's it's my it's it's my going favorite right now. <laughs> All right, dude. I had a, I had another one that I kind of left off the list because I don't want to say this is the most important one, but um, Pinhead Gunpowder. Ooh. I remember like hearing this for the first time. I was I was in high school and my buddy Carl had this. Carl had everything, right? Carl was the guy, <laughs> and um, he had Jump Salty, Ooh. and I remember putting it on and being like. Whoa, that's that sounds like the guy from Green Day, you know? <laughs> and yeah. of course it was, but the other guy singing, it was like such a contrast. I never I shouldn't say I never got into him, but like Crimp Shrine or Fifteen, you know, that guy's voice. Like yeah. I could never I never really cared for that growly kind of thing, but for some reason that pinhead gunpowder guy, man, he had just enough. It wasn't like a fake growl. It was just he just had this snotty bark behind him, you know? Yeah. And I loved it, dude. It was so perfect. And him and Billy singing together, unbelievable. Totally agree. Yeah. Who is that guy? Is, is that? I think that's, I think that's Jason White. I'm, I'm is pretty, it Jason? Okay. I'm pretty sure it is. Unless, uh, I know it was him later on, I'm, but I'm pretty sure that was him the whole time. I think he kind of went from the gruff to kind of more, a little more similar to, to Billy Joe's vocals. But, dude, it's so weird, like... When you look at that guy, and that that voice doesn't fit him, you know, like Billy, like you hear him and you see him, and it's like, oh yeah, that's that's the clearly, guy. you know. <laughs> yeah. But the other one, it's like, wow, that doesn't that doesn't sound right, you know. Yeah, I think when I, I think I saw a uh, a live video of Pinhead Gunpowder playing, and I was like, huh. <laughs> so that's that's what that guy looks like. I, yeah, I, I had the same sort of uh, epiphany of like <laughs> that, that voice doesn't sound like it comes out of that guy, but hey, very weird. <laughs> But yeah, I mean that one was one for me that I remember probably other than Husker Du hearing and Husker Du for some reason like I said it, it never hit me that they had two singers. It wasn't a thing, but Pinhead Gunpowder was. I never felt like I had to choose, but I kind of wanted to, you know? Like at <laughs> times I skip all the Billy songs, you know, because they were too Green Dayish, you know? Right. <laughs> but um that was one that I I remember thinking, "Wow, this is really cool. I've never heard two singers that are so different in a band together. Yeah. And again, it meshes so well. Yeah, and I, I don't know. I, I mean, that's my favorite record by them, Jump Salty. I've, I have everything else. I guess I've listened to them, but Jump Salty is just that one. It's just there's <laughs> there's a certain attitude behind that one that I just fucking... I, most bands can't capture that kind of energy that they did. Absolutely. I think it's kind of grittier. I feel like, I mean, like when you do, like it does have that same, like, vibe is some of those like you know like, like you were saying kind of 15 and crimp shine but like with i guess more kind of palatable vocals <laughs> and, you know, yeah, yeah and kind of you know the hooks on top of it but yeah but, but it captures that 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 energy of uh of kind of that that era i feel like for sure for sure yeah i don't know there's certain there's certain albums that came out on lookout that just really stand out they have a sound like operation ivy i don't care for that record but it does have there's a certain energy, if you will, to that record, For and sure. I feel like Jump Salty captured something too that that is special, you know. Absolutely. Just like the early great, the, like Kerplunk, dude. Same thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, a lot of those uh, kind of yeah, kind of that that era of Lookout. Uh, I mean, I know like I think was it Kevin Army. Uh, I know recorded like uh, you know was it a, a lot of that stuff? Yeah, yeah. I, I, he just had a knack of like 
capturing that 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 energy. Yeah, it's weird. I mean, him and uh, Kevin Army and like Master Genie, right? Those yeah. are the guys. Like they produced all these great Lookout Records stuff, and they the records sound like totally different from each other. Not no, neither one of them are you know better or worse. Right. But like they each, you know, like Mass's stuff has a sound, you know. Oh yeah. And the Kevin Army stuff, like the Mr. T experience, does not. Like, would they have sounded the same if they had recorded, like, Love is Dead at Sonic Iguana with Mass? Ooh. I don't know. It would, I think it would have I, I think it would have turned out different, you know? I think so, too. I, I, I feel like Mass is really good at, like, the, yeah, like, doing, like, the harmonies, like, you know, picking up kind of those, that, uh, I think of the, you know, like, how the, the queers have that just kind of, like, I don't want to say, like, oldies vibe, but have that, like, 1960s like kind of beach boys like he's really good at like accentuating uh those, yeah. that those aspects of those like punk songs and it's just it's magic it's magic but yeah, that, yeah i feel like mr t experience recording with uh master genie would be <laughs> interesting <laughs> I, I want that to happen now <laughs> i have um i i don't even want to say these are runners up they were they were just at the top of my list and i just started at 15 but um, Lipstick Homicide, you remember them, dude? Oh, uh, I do. I saw that's another Insub Fest band that I saw. I uh, their guitar player. They had uh, they were using a, uh, a a Jet City amp, and I had never heard of that before. But their guitar sounded so good, uh, I ended up getting one. And <laughs> so my cool, cool. my guitar amp is a direct result of Lipstick, Lipstick Homicide. She played a like a Jaguar too all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was like big. She's small, and it's a big guitar. And yeah, dude, yeah. they that band was fucking unbelievable. So good, so good. <laughs>
and they were from like I don't want to say nowhere Iowa, <laughs> but everywhere in Iowa is kind of nowhere, you know. <laughs> but they had that album Out Utero, you know. They're yeah, I love that record. They're just back and forth too on that album. I can't tell who's singing sometimes. Same, same. You know, but <laughs> dude, they got to open for Green Day back then. Did, did you know that? I did not know that. Well, they deserve it. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah. I think I think Larry Livermore was a fan. Oh, cool. And, um, he hooked him up. They played. I Green Day played a small show. I think it was at like Irving Plaza, New York. Oh wow! And Lipstick Homicide fucking opened. That is like, awesome. Holy crazy! Yeah. That is awesome. Yeah, yeah, I unbelievable. Know that. <laughs> um, my buddy's Mulligan Stew from Rockford, Illinois. Love that band. Uh, Kevin sang 80% of the stuff. Bill showed up every once in a while. <laughs> Maybe more than that. They were more 50-50 than I think. But uh, I don't know if you know that band. But uh, if you don't, dude, I, you would love them. I, I, honestly, I think I, I just like not too long ago, I was ta- I can't remember who I was talking to. I, this would be a better story if I knew who I was talking <laughs> I could tell you who I was talking to. Uh, <laughs> but we were uh, discussing some other band, and uh, that person was like, it's like, oh, have you ever heard Mulligan Stew? I was like, I don't think I have. And they're like, oh, well, if you like this band, then you'll definitely like them. So I was in the process of, of checking them out. So, um, yeah, even more reason to check them out now. Highly recommended from the Dummy Room. I, I, I will totally take it. A couple more. How about um, how about Old Wives, dude? I Yes, yes. I, I have that uh, Old Wives uh, and the Blenders split uh, that uh, a Centric <laughs> yeah. Pop put out. Yeah, uh, yeah, big fan of Old Wives, for sure. So, not that they weren't going to make the list, but I don't know if they so much have the two vocals anymore. I was wondering that, was too. Like, yeah, because uh, Liam doesn't, he's not in the band anymore, and he, he right. used to be, like, their main singer, like, on the first record. Right. Which is called See You in Hell, by the way, which is a killer <laughs> album. He sang most of it, if not all of it. I Maybe all of it. But then, yeah, the split with the Blenders, the other guys started to sing more. And then, of course, Liam left the band. Now they're just a three-piece. They might be a four-piece now, but the the last album, Three, which was like five years ago now, but killer album. Really good. It's, yeah, they're not so much dual vocals anymore. But they, they, did, they were for a minute there. Yes, yes. And they're just a good band, so they... They're really good. Excellent. And if you don't know, Darren plays in TBR now, so... Yes, yes. I don't know. I, I, I don't feel like they need that, you know? I feel like their music stands alone. They're not TBR-related. He just happens to be the drummer in both bands. So Yeah, he just happens to be a really good drummer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, how about the Bomb Pops, dude? Yeah, I do. I dig the Bomb Pops. I saw them open for somebody. I can't remember who it was now. I think it was a Fat Records band, but I can't remember who it was. But yeah, yeah really good. <laughs> really good. Yeah, they... You know, they sound pretty good together, you know? And are they still... Didn't they lose a member, or am I... Yeah, missing? Polly's no no longer in the band. Right. So, and they replaced Polly with Intruder Purple. That's right. I don't know her name. <laughs> <laughs> Always Intruder but, Purple. <laughs> yeah, so... It's... I don't know. I don't, I don't know if there's... I don't know if there's anything there. I just know that Polly's not in the band anymore. But uh, she was a great songwriter, dude. She had some great ones. Definitely. And uh, they sounded cool together, you know? Yeah, I agree. I, I wasn't a huge fan, so when I would listen to them, I would really have no idea who was singing. The only way I would know is because I've, I'd seen their videos or something, you know? 
Yeah, yeah. I think I saw them on uh, was it live live from the rock room? I think that uh, Mike mm. Lumley does. Yeah. So I was able to kind of be, oh, that person. Okay, all right. <laughs> I feel like that band has like the best rhythm section. Oh you yeah. Know? Oh yeah. Like when I would watch a live thing or a video of those, I watch the drummer, dude, because the drummer is clearly like downplaying you know i mean you can tell he's an unbelievable drummer he's doing all these stick tricks and stuff <laughs> yeah and it's just he's very entertaining but yeah dude that that live from the rock room shit is all every band that plays that thing i watch because so they good. sound so good you know yeah yes. i don't know if he still does that or not i don't know if those are still going i think he moved but i think he did i, yeah. I think i heard that they, they might start doing that again i'm not sure um I think he was. I think he his new place. He did do some. Oh, nice. Hopefully, Maybe I'm wrong. Hopefully, it continues because that'd be. I, I enjoyed them. I, I I've watched tons of those. We got to get Oli Han on one, dude. It'd be great. I would, I would love to. <laughs> <laughs> All right, dude. You got any? Uh, you got any ads to my list? Um, uh, let me see. Uh, Dear landlord, I would add yes. them. Um, uh, the Ergs, another band that I missed at fest. <laughs> Yeah, the Ergs, yeah, but that's sort of, eh, it's kind of the Mikey show, you know? Yeah, oh, totally, totally. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think of who else. I think, uh... How about, dude, I forgot, how about Bad Cop, Bad Cop? Oh, yeah! They've I've... got the, they're they're like a triple threat. they got three singers. They're like the Beatles. Yeah. Except better. Yeah, that, that, that's one of those bands, too, that I caught, <laughs> like, a video, video live and was like, I think I might have heard like one or two songs, like you know, just around. I was like, yeah, they're good. Uh, but yeah, I saw a live video from them, and I was like, wow, they are really good. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I dig Bad Cop, Bad Cop for sure. I'm not, I'm not a Beatles guy, so like you can <laughs> hold the messages. I, I, I get messages whenever I knock the Beatles or Vapid. That's it. <laughs> for some reason, it's like, dude, I love Vapid, but if I say somebody's equal to Vapid, Ooh. they people. There's a couple guys out there that have to let me know. But yeah, the Beatles stuff too is like, how do you not like the Beatles? I'm like, I just, I'm just not a fan. Yeah. I'd rather listen to Bad Cop, Bad Cop than the Beatles. I mean, I, I like the Beatles, but I don't think they're the. <laughs> I mean, I think there's. I think uh, I, I would say they might be giants are better than the Beatles. I'll say something. Oh, you'll get some mail on that. So yeah, I, I'm gonna say they might be giants or a more prolific and better band than the Beatles. Oldie Hawn is better than the Beatles, oh. and they might be giants. <laughs> yeah, dude. How about um? I mean, these are bigger bands. I'm not even going to talk about them. They're too big. I was going to say, like, Alkaline Trio. Yeah, 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 Alkaline Trio. Another, that's, that's another band I was a little bit late to and only really kind of dig, like, a couple albums. Um, first time I, I saw them, I think, at a Warp Tour, and they were awful. <laughs> like, it was... Like, <laughs> Dude, I saw them open for the Promise Ring at the Concert Cafe in Green Bay and like, Probably like 98, 99. That's about when I saw and them. They were, dude, they were boring as fuck. It was yeah, terrible. Yeah, it was really bad. But I saw them years later and they were, they were on a good show. And it, was, it was fantastic. But yeah, like it was around 90, probably 99, I think, is when I saw them. And yeah, it's not, not good. <laughs> so it kind of turned me off from them. So I never gave them a chance. And then uh, they put out a couple albums that I like. But yeah. Craig from uh, Craig from Batfoot threw uh, starter jackets at me, uh, and I guess I didn't realize they had two singers. I don't think <laughs> I, I did. I wasn't, I wasn't sure. So, yeah, dude, I'm sure there's more. I just, I don't know. I feel like my list is solid though. These bands yeah, are yeah. all, you know, as, as as far as I'm concerned, they're legends. Absolutely. You know. So, um, when's the new album coming out, dude? 
no clue. We are <laughs> currently, I think, in line, uh, you know, for, for pressing and all that sort of stuff. So <laughs> hopefully, yeah. hope, I mean, it'll definitely be, be 2023, but hopefully in the earlier half of 2023. It's all recorded. We've got it recorded and mastered and all that sort of stuff. Now we're just doing the, the, the production uh, the, the physical copies of things. So we'll have uh, records and I think possibly some tapes and CDs uh, this time around as well. I somehow conned you guys into sending me the whole album. I think it was a mistake <laughs> on Roger's part, but he sent me the whole thing and dude, I fucking love it. Oh. I was not disappointed. It was, I know of two albums that are coming out next year, for sure. Uh, this album and Lone Wolf, and I, this is both of them I'm anticipating. You know, very highly. Um, but I was not disappointed when I heard this. It like, it's hard to describe Oldie Hawn other than just saying they're like a, a pop punk band. But like, if you love the Windowsill and you love the Steinways, you fucking mash those two bands together, and you get you get Oldie Hawn. Does that make is that I, fair? Is that is that cool? I like that. I like that. I like I, I love both those bands, so I'm I'm totally okay with that. Yeah, I mean I. There's moments where I'm like, God damn, this guy's got the windowsill thing going on. But then it's like, and then you kind of drift apart a little bit. But I love it, dude. It's Oldie Hawn is not disappointed yet. Oh, well, thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> uh, we appreciate it. Mean, I think that uh, any anybody who who owns our record outside of Texas, I think, is because of the Dummy Room. So, so thank you. <laughs> well, that's awesome. I mean, I, if that's true. <laughs> I don't know. I can't believe that. I think everyone should have a copy. But hey, I was going to ask you: Do you got any? Uh, do you got any copies of the uh, the Lonely CDR? Do you got any of those? I don't think we have any. But I, I I I've been thinking about maybe like putting out like some sort of CDR with like because we did all those like covers and stuff that we have up on Spotify that we did like during the pandemic. <laughs> so like yeah, we, yeah. So we just did a couple covers and stuff. I was like maybe we should put them all like on a CDR and just kind of give them away. But yeah, I think that I think uh, we throw the Lonely on there. There as well would be fun. Uh, my introduction to Oldie Hawn was when you sent me the, the, the first 7 inch. Oh, wow. Yeah. And uh, it had the, the umlauts on it, you know? <laughs> and I was like, who do these guys think they are, you know? <laughs> but no, dude, I right away, that 7 inch is perfect, dude. That's a perfect fucking oh, record. Thank you. Thank you. I it's... told that to Roger, too, man. I, You know, it's just like, that is one of the great. EPs that have come out in the last, you know, five years. For uh, sure, five years. That, that means it does mean a whole lot to us. We, I do appreciate that. Yeah, I love it, dude. And but the new album, dude. I, you know, we it's six months away at least, probably. Probably, but, um, yeah. Dude, I'll be talking the shit out of it because I love it. <laughs> uh, well. I'll be playing stuff whenever you want me to play something. I'll play something. But I was saying, you have the album. You can play it, play whatever you want. <laughs> What's your favorite song on the new record? Ooh, that's a good one. Um, <laughs> I right now I think um, "Self-Replicating Robots" might be my favorite, just because we felt that was like I, I thought. I was, was going to ask you about that, dude. I was watching. Uh, I was watching uh, uh, Ancient Aliens, and uh, I can't remember what episode. I, I wish I could tell you which episode <laughs> it was. Um, but I stole a lot of the lines from that song from, from an episode of Ancient Aliens. And they had a guy on there that was like, you know, we are all, you know, self-replicating robots. And I was like, that is, 
fascinating. <laughs> uh, and, so, and I think he even said, uh, you know, you know, robots looking for uh, our, our, you know, our makers and things like that. Some really cool, weird, cool. really weird stuff. And I was just like, that is fascinating. And so that's kind of how it how it started. <laughs> I thought that was going to be a song that probably wasn't going to make the album, <laughs> and was going to be like, you know, it was one of the last ones we kind of threw on there, uh, and it just kind of came together way better than we, we I think we, any of us expected it to, so that one was a little bit more surprising. Uh, so that's probably my favorite now, but uh, To Agnes With Love is probably one of my favorites as well. <laughs> I was really anxious to talk to you. Oh, really? I know some people sound like how they sing, you know? Uh-huh. Like Marie Nicotine. Ah, he kind of he kind of sounds like he's, you know what I mean? You're not surprised. Yeah, yeah. So I was kind of like, man, is this guy going to sound like this when he talks? Because <laughs> I love your voice, you know? It's oh. super, like, super nasally and snotty. I love it. But, yeah, you don't really sound like that. Not, not you know, that, yeah. I'm always curious. Yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, like, I, I feel like I'm probably the most self-conscious about my voice. I think that's, like, the one thing I always feel is, like, the weakest link <laughs> in any of our songs. So I, I, I really appreciate a uh, no, no. little, little bit of confidence in, 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 my, in, my, in my vocals. So yeah, I appreciate that. 
I think that helps Oldie Han kind of stand out a little bit. I appreciate that. I tell John all the time, like, this is one of the greatest bands going right now. Uh, I appreciate it. It's awesome, dude. All right, dude. Well, uh, I know you got to get up and uh, go to school tomorrow. <laughs> I do. So I won't keep you any longer. But if you if you got anything else you, you want to mention or talk about, I, it's up to you. I just want to say thanks for having me on. Uh, I, I feel like the uh, you, know, you and the, uh, the dummy room have uh, really helped out Oldie Han in, in a lot of ways. I don't think you even realize. And we definitely uh, appreciate it uh, from the bottom of our hearts. So thanks, thanks for having me on. Honor's mine, man. I... I was excited. I wanted to have you on right after Roger, but then I thought, I can't have you. I got to spread the oldie Han shit out a little bit, you know? I'll have Steve on in like six more months, maybe. Nice. <laughs> Anyways. All right, dude. Well, um, uh, yeah, like I said, when the album gets closer, you know, we'll definitely be talking about it, you know, and just, uh, I don't know, can't wait. Awesome. But uh, next week... I don't know. We'll see. But anyways, until the next episode, everybody stay safe, stay cool, listen to Oldie Han, and we'll see you later. (laughs) See you later, Kai. See ya. Whoever you meet there, however you meet them.